Welcome back to all our listeners, and I am back with another devotional. Before we start, let us all pray together. Close your eyes and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father in Heaven, thank you, Lord, for another wonderful day that you have given all of us. Lord, I pray that you give me the words that you need me to say, to share to the people that are listening, and may they remember that these are not just my words or my opinions. But these are the words that you want me to share with them. Open their hearts and their minds as they listen. And may they love you with all of their hearts. And Lord, I pray blessing to each and everyone that listen to our devotional for today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before I start reading our devotionals, there's a few announcements that I want to make. The first is, I want to thank michelle smith and for also some of our listeners that were able to attend our very first live q a thank you so much michelle and if you don't know who michelle is michelle is one of the local authors here in virginia and she's also a motivational speaker michelle was one of the first few guests we had when we were starting last year and she is also the author of from ashes to grace journal which you can also purchase in amazon so make sure to check it out and i also want to say another shout out and thank you to paul granger who we had the privilege of having a live stream q a and the topic we talk about is being an ambassador for christ what it means and how do we live our life and to represent Christ? And I highly suggest to listen to his podcast as well. And the name of his podcast is Where Do You See God? And I promise that you will be blessed listening to what he has to say. Oh, one more thing that I remember for our announcement. Because this month, as we all know it, is a month of love. So expect to hear amazing guest interviews of married people and they would be talking about, I'm so excited to share them with you. So we're going to have guests talking about their relationship with their spouse and some of them will have their spouses with them. And we are going to be hearing how having Christ as the center of their marriage. Why is it important? Why do we need Christ to be the center of a relationship? And speaking of that, if you remember, Annette and I decided to read the book of John for you. And John is a really good book to start reading because it shows you, because it tells you more about Jesus, same as Mark Luke and Matthew, but we want to start first with John because John is telling us relationships as well as like the other apostles. And John is John the Beloved. He's always with Jesus. And we'll talk about love and relationship. And I think the beginning of the story in John chapter 2 is a good way to start this month by telling you the story about it. So, if you have your Bible, I would ask you to read with me. But if you don't have your Bible at the moment, you can listen and double check it 
later on to make sure that what I'm reading to you is accurate. The one we're going to be reading is The Wedding at Cana. And it can be found in John chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, starting in verse 1. The next day, there was wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of the ceremony tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. So in this story, in our past episode, Annette and I actually mentioned, I think Annette was the one that actually mentioned, that this is actually the very, very first miracle that Jesus did. Not, not any healing of sick or feeding thousands of people with bread and fish. No. The very first miracle that Jesus did is at a wedding at Cana, where he was invited to a wedding with some people around that they may may not know. And it's basically an intimate gathering of celebration of love like we are celebrating this month because this is the month of love and just like any other wedding something always goes wrong no matter how much you plan it there's always something that goes wrong for married couples we know that we always plan everything but the actual day of the ceremony something would always go wrong like as for me, I remember when my husband and I got married. It's surprisingly, I learned, I didn't know before, but I learned how I was going to get married. That apparently, part of the Filipino tradition, I don't know, some people might still do it or they might not. However, in the Filipino tradition, they will pick a gown for the bride. Like, you know how the bride will always go somewhere else to go look for wedding dresses. Well... My mom and I think her other friend went to pick my wedding dress and the part I was talking about the wedding tradition in the Philippines is the bride don't get to try on the wedding dress till the actual wedding day. So it doesn't exactly fit too well, but it's okay. It fits, so I was able to wear it and I guess, you know, it's you're supposed to do a toe so we 
got like a wife, supposed to do a toast, but we forgot about that. People are supposed to make a speech in your wedding, but we forgot about that. But it is important part is we got married. We had our family and our close friends that attended our wedding. And I thank God for that. Because my husband and I have been married for 12 years now, going to be 13 before the year's over. So, yes, so I would love to hear from you if you want to share the story about the day that you got married and what went wrong. Is there anything that went wrong and would you, can you share it with us? And if you're listening to Spotify, you could send us a voice message and share an interesting story about your wedding. We would love to hear about it. So here in Wedding and Cana, you know how we would love to travel to go to different places. Apparently back in that time, wherever you were born, you're stuck there. I guess unless it's taxis and you have to travel. As far as my research is, everybody that, that was born there, you have to stay in that place. You cannot go somewhere else. That was the way it was back then, according to my research. And everything have to go with the group. It's the groom's responsibility to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And right now, having wine or alcohol in a party is not that much of a big deal. But back then, if you run out of wine, it is very, very shameful and a disgrace. So they will think less with the groom and they'll say, if you cannot provide for the people in the party, how can you provide for your wife? So in case you are wondering, in this story, even at the end, if you notice with what I read, it says after the wedding, Jesus, Mary, his brothers, and his disciples left the party, okay? I just want to go that really quick because for some of you that may not know, the reason why it was said in there and there is no mention of Joseph leaving the party or being in the party is because it was assumed at that time, we don't know exactly when it happened, but it is already at that time that Joseph died. So basically, she's a single mom and she's so used to turning to her eldest son. She knows from a read before that she knows that Jesus is God. But at this point, never have she seen Jesus do any miracle. But she knows and she believes because she's seen the angel and she's been waiting probably for this time that she knows that Jesus is God. So she turned in to Jesus, her firstborn. And it's interesting that the conversation that they have. So maybe Mary might have been one of the hosts for this party. So she knows what's going on at the back. Because if you're a guest, you just won't know that the wine ran out. So Mary went to Jesus and she told him, the wine supply ran out during the festivities. And like I said, it's shameful to run out of wine because the people will look down on you and it's like a major disgrace. So Jesus, so Mary says, there's no more wine. And it's interesting how Jesus answered her and says, Dear woman, that's not our problem. My time has not yet come. You might think that why did Jesus says the word 
woman instead of mom or mother. The term the woman is not the same way that we would have think why Jesus answered Mary. The woman actually in their time sends respect. So it's basically saying yes sir or yes mom like in the Philippines there's no English translation but it's like a respectful manner that if you're talking to somebody who's older than you or whose authority is higher than you that you use the word po after the sentence or somewhere while you're talking so that's the same thing so basically Jesus gave respect to Mary and also at that time I feel like he's putting a distinction that that their relationship as a mother and a son that he's saying that when he said now's not the time yet it's because he knows he's gonna be in the cross and he's gonna start doing miracle and we don't know what happens somewhere in the middle of their conversation maybe after Jesus said that maybe he prayed to his heavenly father he probably knew or probably after praying to God that he said to go ahead and do the miracle we don't know exactly what happened or then maybe he gave Mary the look okay I'll do it we don't know exactly what happened but we know that Jesus agreed even after saying what he just said and that is the reason why after he said that to her that Mary says Mary turns and look to the servants and she tells them do whatever he tells you and it's interesting in the verse 6 we read standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing each could hold 20 to 30 gallons I said interesting because if there are six pots of water pots that means when the water gets turned into wine that means they have anywhere from 120 gallons to 180 gallons of wine that's a lot of wine and what does it shows us it tells us that you are going to have fun if you invite Christ in your wedding but don't just invite him to your wedding make sure you invite him and have him not only as the guest but make him the middle of your marriage this is where some people would be talking about it like so if Jesus turned the water into wine then I guess it's okay to drink well I cannot answer that for you it didn't really say in the Bible not to drink but I'm not saying to drink as well and as far as I know based on my research even Paul told Timothy you could drink red wine for self-medicinal so I think Timothy have a bad stomach or something and we hear people saying that red wine is good for your heart however the Bible mentioned that it is not good to get drunk and an example with that that I can share by talking about the different verses that talks about getting drunk and if you look in first Corinthians 5 actually let's start with 5 6 to 7 so be on your guard not asleep like the others stay alert and be clear height clear headed 
Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. And in verse 8, it keeps continuing and saying, But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. And here's a few more verses that I want to share with you. In Romans 13, verse 13, Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. And last verse I want to share is in Luke 21, 34. Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the words of life, and that they will not come on you suddenly like a trap. I just feel like sharing that with you. And the last two points that I want to share is one more thing that I also forgot to mention earlier is the reason why John made sure that he pointed out that this is the very first, actually this is the very first public miracle that Jesus did because he did a miracle before this, but this is the one in public. is because there's a tropical books just like the Gospel of Thomas that mentions about Jesus performing miracle when he was a teenager. And we know that those books didn't make it to the Bible because there is no proof of it. So this is the very first public miracle that Jesus did. I just thought of sharing that. And like what I've read earlier, Jesus says, fill up those empty pots. He didn't tell them to give it to me and I'll just put wine. And I think the reason why he did and said what he did is because just like what I've read earlier, because those pots are used for Jewish purification ceremonies because we know that's very important with them to make sure that you're good and you're clean. And one more thing that is interesting is wine, like we know, symbolizes the blood of Christ. And I thought that would interesting. And like what I've mentioned earlier, after this happened, that when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, of course, the servants know where it came from. He called the bridegroom over and a host and told the bridegroom that a host always serves the best wine first. And when everyone has a lot to drink because they're all drunk, he brings out the less expensive wine because, of course, they wouldn't know they're drunk. But you have kept the best until now. And I just like that part is because it basically tells us that Jesus saves the best for less. And it's also interesting that the very first public miracle that Jesus did happens in a wedding. And if you go look in Revelations, it talks about our wedding with Jesus, where we are the bride and I'll talk about that in a different time. And I just want you to remember, like it says, it saves the best for last. Jesus loves you so much. And he wants to be there in your wedding. If you're getting ready for your wedding, he wants to be there. He has to be the center of your marriage. Don't just invite him to have fun in your wedding. But have him in the center of your relationship, in the center of your marriage. And in the coming days, even though February is over, 
we will still continue and share with you the amazing interviews that I have done with some amazing couples that you don't want to miss. So I just want to let you know that God loves you and remember him always. And thank you so much for listening. And now let us come to Jesus and pray. Our Heavenly Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the message that you have shared with us. And Lord, we lift you up. Let our love and in every relationship that we have be guided with love. May we always remember you. And Lord, I pray a blessing to each and everyone who are listening right now. And if they haven't accepted you as a personal Savior, I pray that they won't wait, but that they will accept you right now. Thank you for saving the best for us. Thank you for giving us the best. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. And we bring back the praise and honor. And I love you, dear Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you all have a blessed day. And if you have any questions, you can send us a message. Let us enjoy and reflect to what we've heard by listening to this wonderful music, which is sponsored by Spotify. Until next time, and always remember, come to Jesus daily. Trembles at his voice